Hey Ronald, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you. We caught up recently at the uh, WordPress Cheltenham meetup. Yes, likewise, absolutely. It's uh, it's always a good event. And it reminded me that we needed to get our podcast sorted. So uh, here we are. And a bit of background where I met you. So uh, we mentioned WordPress Cheltenham, the, the meetup. Uh, I think that was one of the first places I met you. But got to know you a bit more down in Brighton. Uh, we went to uh, WordPress or WordCamp in Brighton and went out for a few beers and, and got to know you a little bit more. I mean, that's always one of the things I love about WordPress and the community is that really people can come together. And it's actually it's not about your experience in WordPress or your technical prowess or, or whatever. It's about, you know, the people and helping each other. And I found it at, um, I've been quite blessed to find that as a community. So, it's, yeah, it's yeah, really nice. it's, it's, it's a really common feedback that community in WordPress is something special and that attracts people always back to the to, to WordPress because of about well, these type of events and meetups and WordCamps uh, and the very openness of collaboration. That's another thing. It is. And I don't belong to many groups, but the ones I choose to belong to um, ongoing are ones where you, you don't, I don't feel I have to prove anything. I am just who I am and we, we come and, and, and enjoy it. Particularly the, the WordPress meetups were really, really good. Anyway, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Let everyone know who you are. So, hi, my name is uh, Ronald. I uh, I am the partnership manager now of uh, YIS, but it's only been since a few weeks. Before I had my own sort of agency, micro agency, because it was me and my wife. We were fixing and creating websites for a whole wide range of clients from glamping sites to breweries to Quaker training centers uh, and so on. So a huge wide variety. So that, that fixing websites and the other side was the online marketing and particularly Google AdWords as well. Yeah, so this is an interesting development. Last, when I spoke to you just the other night, you had said, well, you are now fully moved over um, working with Yith as a full-time employee. Um, but when we first met, you were sort of just step, starting to step into that. So it's, I've sort of seen you or met, met you through this transition. And it's quite interesting moving from freelance or micro agency, as you call it, through to now being fully employed. I'd like to talk about that. I think that's that's quite interesting for, yeah. for people to hear about how, you know, that, that sort of movement. What, is WebB still going? Is the is sort of micro agency still going? Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's now a sole trader, so it's just my wife who manages everything. But uh, we, were, we were really lucky that we were able to make a transformation and we had a nice, clear cut-off point. So... Um, and, and that made it just absolutely perfect. So the, the well, if I go back um, maybe eight months ago, I, yeah. uh, I was asked to, to help with a WordPress event or WordCamp London um, to, to support them as a, as a brand ambassador. And that went really well. So then we started talking to do a, a few more events and I did another six WordCamps. So they knew that I knew the product really well as a, as a user. And luckily, they, they felt a good connection with me. And it's a, very much built on trust because 99% of the company have never actually met of, of the staff. It's, it's 30 really plus, <laughs> 30 plus, yeah. So the first event, I mean, you, you get a very good feedback from um, even from a distance, how, how it goes, how well it's received. Um, so we then carried on with a few more events. We did Brighton, Bristol, another WordCamp in, in the Netherlands, Nijmegen. Then we went to New York, a WordCamp US. So they became bigger. So after a whole season of WordCamping, they, they thought, well, what do we do? Do we let him go or do we offer something uh, 
permanent. So we, we started talking and it took quite a while, but finally we, we agreed on a nice, uh, nice package that uh, worked really well for me and also for us as a family. Uh, and luckily with, with Webby's, we could incorporate that as well within. I like the transitional period you went through because a lot of people feel, and, and maybe the business they're working for restricts it, that if they want to work on their own and maybe go the other way to you, that they have to just jump ship. They have to move from their employer and just start on their own and, and, and take everything that comes with that. But actually, the process you've gone through, albeit in reverse, is probably more sane. The fact that you can both the employer and you can dip your toes in and move towards, uh, you know, find out about each other, make sure that relationship's going to work because you you built that up over a year or more and before you become an employee. But I think the same could work in reverse. You know, there's no reason why, depending on your employer, that you couldn't start something on the side and then maybe go down to four days a week and just slowly transition over until you're, you're comfortable rather than feeling yeah. you have to just jump ship and do it all in one go. Yeah. And I've done, I've done a bit of both because before we done Webby's, we did exactly that. Although it was non-web related, I was a, a chef in a, in a pub in a hotel, did a bit of part-time, but it slowly was reduced to three, two, and then finally the occasional day. But because of that, we had enough customers, we, we could manage with enough customers to make our ends meet. Um, so now three years done Webby's, um, we've done the reverse whereby I slowly reduced the clients. And, and I was really lucky because I worked on a lot of collaborations with other developers. So they could then take it on. I, I handed over my part. I explained what, what was going on, what I've done. And I'm always here to help them. You know, I'm always happy to answer their calls. And it's the same for some of the regular clients, you know, if they, if they do have questions. The good thing is handing over everything to my wife. She knew very well who these customers are. They, yeah. She knew um, she knew them probably personally. And of course, if there's ever any doubt or question, what did she do here or there? Well, it couldn't she be knows who to go to, who to I go live to. in the same yeah. house. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Ronald, just before we move on, I, I remember you used to run a uh, like bacon butty van. Is that right with your wife? Reasonably substantial business. Yeah. So we got married um, at a very young age. We were living both in Stratford. Uh, we were both working and studying, uh, working in a hotel. I think after a year or so, we realized that we were both very heavily in debt. So we bought uh, a burger van. These are like roadside um, trailers where you sell bacon butties and sausage and, and so on. And then we bought another one, which then turned into a, a full-on bus, which I drove to the lay-by, set up as a sort of a cafe. And then a year later, we bought a restaurant that we ran for about seven, eight years. We went through floods, through a recession and all sorts of trouble. Then at some point we needed to take, make that break because uh, my wife, she studied uh, computer science. So, and I started marketing, studied marketing. So what we were doing was, uh, it was a quick fix, which went on for way too long. We were desperate to get out of it. So we then, one of us took a step back out of the restaurant. Um, she finished her degree through the Open University. As she was finishing that, I then went on and, and re-educated myself with marketing and especially WordPress. Then I got a job, went, like I said earlier, part-time as a chef, and I slowly made a transformation. It took us quite a few years. I mean, looking back, it, it almost sounds like it was really easy, but it, it was mm -hmm. really difficult. It was it was tough going. And for many years, we were on an absolute minimum wage to then, you know, make that step. But you, you have this vision and we had this vision that we wanted to do this. And yeah, we stuck to it. So 
hopefully it can serve as a bit of an encouragement for everybody who wants to make their break, who is in full-time employment, really wants to set up for themselves, but just can't do it. Because it's, it's a very common thing I hear from, from people that attend the WordPress meetups or just yeah. around. How do you do it? Yeah. And what do you think um, helped keep your motivation up going through all of this change and, and perhaps pain and, and, and low income? You know, what continued to move you through that? I think foremost is the children, because... As a restaurateur, you can't enjoy your children working evenings and weekends. So mm. that was absolute adamant. As soon as they would go to school, we would quit. We could would stop. We would sell. And we did that exactly on the right time. And I think that that was very much the theme because then suddenly you, you without your your main income and and. We did, we did all right. We did well out of it, even, even though the, you know, the recession hit us and many restaurants went under. We, we did fine. So then to, to keep motivated, then it's just that long-term goal of knowing what is uh, achievable, uh, yeah. meeting the right people. Going to meetups has been a huge help to me. Um, the first one was the, the WordPress meetup in Birmingham, where I met a few very valuable friends, one of which who spoke at last. Was that Paul? Paul, yes. Uh, and through him, I started doing some work. He introduced me to a few others. And then you this, this completely snowballed. So through him, that one person, I probably gained maybe 50, 60% of my income. So that's just by chance, that one person. But you can sort of network it back all the way to, to him or to that, that one and even though the meter was actually cancelled while we were there, so we ended up in the pub. So my lesson to everybody listening really is, if you are not sure about the talk or if you're not sure if it's going to happen, just go because you never know who you're going to meet and what that could lead on to, on to the next thing. That's true, because at the Cheltenham meetups, they end up in the pub afterwards. Not necessarily alcohol-fueled, certainly, but I find that while I, I really enjoy the talks, the real bonding with other people in the community is done afterwards. And I it's good that- because you've got something to talk talk about because you've had the speakers often the speakers stay so you get to know them better i mean the, the, the easiest question when you go to a WordCamp social because i think what you just said they are far more important than the actual uh, the actual talks and events it's, it's the social and the, the, the connection so the word camp socials as they called or after party it's just really easy to to network and connect to people because you just join with a group and you ask what do you do with wordpress and that leads to one story to the next and before you realize by the end of the night you've made friends with at least another 10 people and um, just just before we move on to yes and what you're doing now do you have any tips on that in terms of networking and following up and the best way because you've probably done a lot more in yith to, to to do with that part of your um, ambassadorship and network building but is there any advice you can offer people if they do go to networking events wordpress or otherwise related what sort of things they can do to help improve those bonds and relationships later going to WordCamps is for me by far the, the best networking event because i i feel comfortable going there i feel i feel at home and i, I am not a seasoned developer i am not a person who contributed to core yet going to contributor days these WordCamp events i feel i feel good so i feel confident and and be able to speak to people just to explain the contributor days are where people can contribute code to directly to wordpress is that right correct yeah so um usually the day before or the day after the main sort of speaking event takes place it's a day where you are divided into groups whichever group you want to be part of and it could be marketing it could be a course support uh, translation um, and so on the various groups so you, you join in with them and as a group you say right we are going to try and tackle this we will try right. and support uh, these clients or, or tackle that and it's a great way to to contribute to WordPress because WordPress after all is an open source uh, free to use uh, done by volunteers and if you can 
spent a day contributing, it feels good. But not only that, you make make very good friends with the people on that table, uh, yeah. and you realize that everybody has a story, everybody has a background, and 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 everybody you know wants to be there and and, and make friends. Uh, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really easy way to to step up. And once you've attended one event, you'll see that to the next one or WordCamp, you'll you'll know at least three four people, and that just snowballs into the to the point where now I can go to a WordCamp and probably know at least 20-30% of people attending. So that that's just great because these are people you've known now for a few years. Um, you know, you pick up your story where you left it behind last time, <laughs> change career, What's the latest? What have you been up to? So that that just makes it uh, all the more enjoyable. So the the consistency is important there. Showing up not just once, but but several times, so people can can really you know see your your you're not just in it for a quick sale or to meet network. You're you're there to really build build relationships. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point that you you can't go to a WordCamp to sell. It's it's a it's a different type of community. It's it's built on friendships and on trust. And if you if you're seen as you know a, a likable enjoyable person the the work and the, the connection to increase work or find a job is follows up from that and uh, do you have any tips on in terms of following it up and keeping that conversation going do you uh, follow people on twitter linkedin stuff like that twitter uh, slack group is a really good way of, uh, of keeping in touch and see what's going on. So there's a there's a separate special uh, UK WordPress Slack group, but Twitter and LinkedIn seems to be the one that's growing on me now as well. I, th- I think it's I think that's important, you know, to to meet people, whether it's a WordCamp event or or any networking event. Try and shop consistently, and then um, try and have that offline. Uh, oh, sorry, online communication as well. And local meetups by far are a great way also because as a group of people, I mean, we've met at the meetup. Uh, we've met again in uh, in Brighton, Bristol. Bristol as well first, wasn't Bristol. it? Yeah, yeah. We, we would have met in London. So, you know, it starts from your local community. And, and I know a few of them would, will be going to the to WordCamp Europe. So you can join in with them. You can, you know, book accommodation, for example. A lot of opportunity to get involved. Yeah, no, it's definitely good. Before we talk about YIF and your sort of slow transition into full employment there um i just want to take a quick sponsor break this episode is sponsored by 34sp.com they offer fast secure and managed wordpress hosting for the low price of 9.95 a month one of the reasons i moved most of our clients over to 34sp is that they take care of the updates and wordpress is one of the biggest website platforms out there because of that it's a large target for malicious attacks keeping wordpress and your plugins up to date is the very best way of protecting your site and your data Not only do 34SP manage WordPress core updates, so you're on the most up-to-date and stable release, but they also update the plugins for you. And if you're a control freak like me, you can delay them for up to seven days to allow you to do any testing. It gives me the peace of mind that all our client sites are up-to-date and secure. 34SP also offer incredibly fast server caching, a free SSL certificate with Let's Encrypt, a free website migration service, daily backup and site snapshots, a staging area to spin up a copy of the website, no restrictions on bandwidth, a simple control panel that I wish other hosts would copy, and great UK-based support, even on the weekend. Visit 34sp.com to upgrade your WordPress hosting, and when you do, use the code WPINVENTIVE at checkout. That's WPINVENTIVE, all one word, to get your first three months completely free. Thank you to 34sp for sponsoring Something Inventive. 
So we found out a little bit about how you got involved in YIF and you, you started this transitional period, what's it, 18 months ago, did you say? So to move yeah, 10, 10 months ago. 10 months ago. I, it probably, the conversation started more than a year ago. Yeah. So maybe let's start with what YIF is. And I'll I'll bring it up for people who are watching on YouTube. I'll bring up uh, the website, but uh, you can just go to uh, uh, yithemes.com. So YI stands for Your Inspiration Themes. Uh, the company originally started as an Italian website blog it would show the you know the trends especially US US and UK trends on web development that right. then slowly transitioned into uh, WordPress themes as a as a starter point and and a few years back themes were a very big thing to just get started and it was an all-in-one package then that moved to plugins for WooCommerce and that's now very much the the strong selling point for in in the in the WordPress industry as well developed plugins to extend the WooCommerce functionality so for those who are uninitiated, you've got WordPress as the main website platform and administration engine. Uh, effectively, it's a, it's a blog system, but it's mm-hmm. it's so extendable now that it can be anything. Yeah. And then WooCommerce sits on top of that as a plugin. And it's a so big WooCommerce plugin. So is WooCommerce is, is the e-commerce uh, plugin for WordPress that allows you to sell. Um, and, and it has all the functionality baked in. So from a, a, an archive page to adding it to a basket to check out and then the email follow-up. That's a really basic way of doing it, which is great because from then as that as a basis, you can then expand it to any type of shop or sell anything or use any any card or payment methods afterwards or by, by adding additional plugins or functionality. Mm-hmm. So all these different bits of functionality and we have uh, over 100 now of really? plugins that can plug into WooCommerce, you can create pretty much anything. The, the, the crazier the project, and I'm not talking about crazy and as in flamboyant, but in, in a way of people come to me, especially at WordCamps and say, oh, I've used your plugin uh, in order to solve on that and that problem. I think, wow, that's great. I would not have thought of doing that. Would you give me a typical example of where YIF excels and it, it makes something that would be complex to do or code yourself? Well, first of all, if you code anything, it will take you at least two or three days, whereas a plugin cost is probably worth two hours, if not one hour of a, of a, of a seasoned developer. So for that, for me, it's always a no-brainer. Why reinvent the wheel if something is yeah. off the shelf and works really well? Yeah. Not only that, it will also get updated this year, but also in five years' time because it's it's a company that has been going for many years and will continue to, to support that. So that, for me, is absolutely crucial if I choose any plugin. The way I think, I mean, if you look at the, 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 the best sellers of years, things like request a quote. So instead of having a, a traditional basket checkout, you can do a card or to wish list and then email that to the shop owner. So... For example, if you're a web developer and you sell several services, you can create these as products. Somebody could say, well, I want a web design, but I also want an AdWords marketing package as well as social media. Send that to the, to the business owner. How much would it cost you to do that? A couple of emails back and forth. Then you can set a deposit and that's all done through WooCommerce. So, so that's interesting. So it works in the same way as an e-commerce shop, except there's no prices on there, I'd imagine. And then you add those components together, but then it brings you back to the website to actually buy it. So add, you can put yep. a, populate with all the prices. Oh, okay. So, so, so it's not coming out of that WordPress workflow. You can stay within that. Uh, I mean, then you have the traditional uh, My Account page, which is a great way for a customer to log in and see their invoices because you can generate these. You can now ask people to pay deposit or pay in, in terms. So with your own WooCommerce WordPress website, you can create your own freelance business network or we call it uh, SaaS uh, project in a, in a really easy way. That's just one example, but you have yeah 
have other things like auction, tickets, appointments, various different payment types. So not just credit cards and PayPal, but also with gift cards. You have marketing plugins. So abandoned card is, a, is an obvious yeah. one. But also if you have a huge catalog of products, filtering and search suddenly becomes quite a big issue that how can you get people to find the right product? Discounts. What if you add product A into your basket? Maybe you can suggest add product B in there, but I'll give you a 50% discount. I can go on forever with the, yeah, the examples. So where do they come from, the ideas? Are they coming in from customers who've got problems or, or are they uh, the developers at Whip Yith sort of working through common issues? A mixture of both. I think mm. uh, a lot of the plugins are standard WooCommerce, or WooCommerce plugins that might already exist. Uh, some are well-developed, others are, you know, we improve greatly on. But I think a lot of inspiration comes from knowing the e-commerce market. We have uh, a UX designer who, Sarah Presenti, who's who's really good at understanding the, the customer flow, customer care of, of an e-commerce site. And also, so a lot of the problems are solved in plugins just by uh, experience. Amazon is a great example. I mean, Amazon is needless to say, but it's it's probably the the the, the one that we look at the most. So things like checkout and, and card reminders and upselling and cross-selling is a really good way of uh, using that as an example. One of the things I wanted to find out more about from you is the ambassadorship. You know, what is a product ambassador? What's your role? What's, what do you get up to? You've already mentioned about going to word camps and meetups and representing the company to some degree. But I want to dig into that a little bit. And like, how do you manage that? It's obviously different now you're full time, but like, how would you managing that alongside your other job? And, you know, just some of the details, how, what, what do you do in a typical day from that? So you are somebody who knows the local communities mm -hmm. and you can talk directly. Not only that, you represent the product and you know the product inside out. I think that, that those are sort of two, three really key components of being a, a good ambassador. Then, of course, it's also the willingness from the company itself that they trust you they also pay and well, reward you as in uh, they pay you for for your job it's not easy because you not only need to know the product relatively well for your own project but also you need to understand that what else it could do for other people because they will say oh i've got this problem do you think it would solve this or that and to start with i thought i think so i need to come back to you on that but yeah. slowly you get to know the, the product so much better and they say, yes, you definitely can do that. Or what about this or what about that? So there's a bit of training involved in that. I think you need to really love what you're doing as well. For me, I loved going to WordCamps. So then to combine that with an ambassador role representing a company, yet meeting all the friends that I've made over the years, but then also taught in a way without selling, just suited me really, really well. If you want to get involved as a brand ambassador for any company within the WordPress environment, I think there's a huge scope for that because a lot of companies are not non-UK. So let's say you work purely in the UK basis or, or territory. They're non-UK, so they don't speak the, the language well enough to communicate. Sometimes it's just simple things like translation and, and you can pick that out and you do lose confidence in the company. And, and this is just sort of general talk, not specifically as an example. But also it can be really expensive for that company to travel to a UK WordCamp and represent themselves within, let's say, WordCamp London and speak to potential new customers. So then to have somebody on location, so you, you cut out on the travel costs, mm -hmm. um, they usually send a bit of swag over, you either man a table or you do a sponsored talk or you you just be there, but you are known through social media as the as the ambassador. So there's somebody to talk to. I think it has benefits for both sides. Yeah, absolutely. And Yith, they're based in Italy. Is that right? Pet office is in Tenerife. 
Uh, okay. But there's none nice. of the most developers live in, in Italy. And it, and it may be a case that, yes, there's obviously um, a physical uh, separation. So someone representing them in the UK, UK account manager or ambassador, I mean, that's that makes sense. But also it might be the people involved in the company. And I don't know if this is the case with YIF, but they might be more developer focused. And so they're really good at doing the work and building something great, but they don't enjoy spending time with people in, in sort of a, an, the way an ambassador might like you. You know, you like going to work camps, you like socializing. That is important. Isn't it? Well, I think um, that, that's definitely one of my biggest jobs at the moment is to put, let's call it the human face of the company inside the community. So they know who they're talking to. So I'm working now in a way of communicating through email, but also blogs and just representing, say, oh, I know him or they're from Yes or they are this company, they're from there. They are this big, they care because they do such and such and such. That message across, which for me is now really important. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you, you mentioned swag. So um, I'm just going to take my headphones off and back up a little bit because this is, uh, I'm wearing one of the examples of your swag. So I'll let everyone see it. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's a uh, it's a lovely T-shirt. Well, it says, I, I, this is another version. And I survived this, Gutenberg. Your this went down really, really well. And I managed I to get um, a life-size wapu to to put it in front of uh, him or her. <laughs> at, at WordCamp US. That, that was a nice picture that went a little bit viral. I often wear this when I'm just, just generally working. It's probably one of my most commonly worn ones. It fits well. It's very nice material. Gone all out on trying to find the right sort of t-shirt material there. I picked up lots of swag in the past. I mean, I try and pass up on it now because often it gets thrown in the bin or handed off to my kids often sometimes. But actually something like this is useful for me day to day. I can wear it to WordPress meetups if I come. I'll wear it when I'm working, whether I'm doing podcasts or not. I think I I think this features in a lot of my um, videos about products and services that, that go on our, our YouTube site, generally because it's what I'm wearing at the time. So actually, it just speaks to if you do produce swag, I think if it's good quality and it's really useful, people will genuinely use it. And I think also if you if you add the environmental uh, issue in there, which suddenly becomes quite a big thing within WordCamps, because you do come home with a lot of swag and a lot of it is plastic or, or single use. And ends up in a box, it breaks, and then eventually goes into the bin. So providing swag which is useful, can be used for a very long period, yeah, I'm, I'm all up for it. And this one I've washed maybe uh, probably a hundred times and it's 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 still really good. So yeah, getting something quality and fun to wear as well, because we could also just do a t-shirt with a big logo on it, which yeah, is really effective while at work and you'll never wear it. People yeah. wouldn't really wear it that much. So currently we are desperately looking for the next keep calm, clear cash or I survive good to work quote for this year's word camps yeah maybe that could be a good competition people to send in their their quotes and they'll they'll get one printed really good is there anything else that you you produce like that that would that's worked that's gone down really well stickers people yeah. still have stickers so i suggested to, to use the keep calm clear cash as a sticker and it, it gets people talking because they walk past or you give it to them and they say oh yeah i need this for a customer or i need this for so and so because they always it triggers a story and i survive gutenberg you either have the ones like yeah i definitely deserve that t-shirt or the ones to say well I still still haven't converted. So for me, it's always like, well, keep it in the cupboard, keep it in your wardrobe. And then when you feel you've done it, then then bring it out and sell yeah, it. So yeah, it, exactly. it's a really nice icebreaker to, to get a conversation because you don't always want to come across as like, 
come here, we have this and that and that, you must try and buy now, blah, blah, blah. It will never work. You'll scare people off. In that line of thinking, what, what has worked well for you as an ambassador in terms of communicating with people in such a way that they, to use more marketing and sales terms, move down the funnel from your point of view? Uh, being a human face to the, of the company, because you, you, your first time you, you might see the name, it's because you Google something, you have your suspicion, are they a, a, a reliable, are they trustworthy, how long yeah. have they been, is my plugin going to break or update, what's the support? You know, all these things go through your head and and then you wonder, you know, who are these people? What, 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 and how big is the company? So to answer all of those questions, I think it starts with, hey, this is us. We are just all WordPress lovers and we definitely want to do the absolute best. Not only that, we have an excellent support system, blah, 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 blah. So all those USBs then sort of lined up, um, ready to, you know, be molded into a, a, a friendly conversation. Leave leave it to that. I think people will will come to you because they either have a problem they want to solve, they have a, a project in mind that they're searching for a particular solution, and you want them to say, oh, hang on a second, I know these guys from years, so let me check them out because I know they are sound. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you don't mind, Ronald, I'm just going to do another sponsor break. This episode is sponsored by BombBomb.com. Whether you're in sales, customer success, business development, or leadership, you're probably at your best when you're face-to-face with someone, just like this. That's why BombBomb has created a way to quickly and easily send simple personal videos directly from your email inbox. Now, I've always felt at a disadvantage communicating in text, particularly via email. So I've been using BombBomb to send explainer videos alongside my proposals. It's easier for me to explain all the details about a project without it ending up like a wall of text that I know people won't read. Using personal video also allows me to share my personality and enthusiasm, which can be hard to get across with text. So with BombBomb, your emails can feel as warm and personal as a face-to-face meeting, which will help create a better customer experience, increase conversion, and build stronger professional relationships. If you'd like to see examples of how sales, marketing, and customer success professionals are using email videos in their business, then go to vid.us slash something inventive and you'll be sent 10 video examples from real users. You'll also get to hear from Jonathan, who was a guest on my podcast, and he's given me some really good tips when presenting in video, particularly for using these whiteboards and pens. Plus, you'll also get a chance to set up a free trial of the software yourself. So visit vid.us slash something inventive to get 10 video examples from real users. Thank you for BombBomb for sponsoring Something Inventive. So, Ronald, I'm interested in tools that people use to do stuff, to get stuff done. And uh, you must, I mean, how many work camps did you go to last year? Seven. Seven. And you, you did a little travel as well. You said they were US. I think you went to the Europe one and then the ones in, in the UK. Um, how, how do you plan that? Because there's a lot going on there. I think when we've spoken before, um, let's say you go into the US, then you've got to get all your swag and all the stands and everything over there because you can't you probably can't carry that much while you go so you might get it printed and, and drop shipped straight there um and then you've got to correlate times and locations of lots of other stuff how, how do you do that what tools do you use to do that was it just a simple spreadsheet i think it always comes down to a simple spreadsheet as, <laughs> as advanced as you want to be with your your yeah. tools i mean a, a, as a company we have a, a great communication tool we use discord mm-hmm. um, i think a lot of other companies would choose um, slack 
We also use Asana, so each WordCamp it becomes a project with different subtasks and sub subtasks, okay. which is assigned to various. So artwork is being created, travel, um, you know, it's, it's split up in, in transfers and flights and checking various options and so on. So all of that is is just a matter of, of ticking things off. I start with a spreadsheet with various suggestions. I think we should sponsor these and these and these because. I think, and I've created this formula of a quality score, and the quality score is based on cost, attendance, social media following. So that becomes then a formula, and it actually tells you that maybe WordCamp US, which you think is huge, but is also really expensive, has a lower quality score than um, attending a WordCamp in Nijmegen. And it might be the other way around, but it's just a way of justifying cost versus. WordCamps are expensive as a sponsorship. You you, you do spend thousands of, of pounds, euros or dollars to sponsor because mm -hmm. that makes the ticket price for each individual really low. And also the cost of getting there, staying uh, and so on. And do you um, analyze the effectiveness afterwards? So you've got a good idea about where you're going to put your money, but then do you look at that afterwards and see, is, is there any way to judge the effectiveness of that campaign? No, because we don't register, we don't have follow-up uh, emails and see or, or track sales. But it's, mm. it's a mixture of reinvesting into the community. So let's say the UK economy would, for us, as a company is uh, second biggest. Um, we have X amount turnover from it from last year. So you could say, well, I'm going to reinvest 10% of that back into the UK WordPress economy. Well, yeah. equals X amount, so many WordCamps. And then if you feel, if you then see next year, there is a growth that you can then attribute to these WordCamp attendances. So I think that's, it's a bit of a guesswork and it's a bit of a, you know, wanting to do the right thing as a company, doing well because of the quality of your products. You do well because of your customer service, not because yeah. you you are selling at a WordCamp. I think that that's absolutely adequate. And I, I think it's quite a healthy approach to statistics because you can get really bogged down in how effective every single campaign is. Um, I know there's a client we're working with and, um, you know, their printed material isn't um, effective on the stats because it's difficult to measure when it goes out whether someone actually came back into the website or phoned because of that uh, yeah. um, the printed material. But it is effective because it actually supports all the other marketing they're doing and having this, um, the material helps that. But it's, it, you know, if you to look at the cost and then the, the leads attributed to it, it, you probably wouldn't do it, but yeah. You, yeah. it is worth doing. So it, it must be like that for you. You know, you, you know these are worth doing and you can see that sales have increased so that that can be reinvested. Um, but essentially you're doing it for the right reasons because you know it's building community. And it's like, it's a bit like, um, organic optimization compared to PPC. Organic optimization generally always wins because you get that long lasting effect over time, many years to come maybe. Whereas PPC, you pay for it and the moment you stop, that traffic to your website is gone. That's a really good point. And, and that's one of the things I've been working on as well is uh, this year is um, understanding the, the, the website analytics much better. So I've set up um, attribution reporting. Uh, within Google Analytics, because we send out um, emails now. We do um, want to start with a PPC campaign. We, we do want to do various touch points. But if you, if you always look at it as a last click um, attribution, well, organic will always win or direct will always win because you need so many touch points before somebody makes a decision to then make a purchase. Yeah. So by changing that and looking at a first click uh, attribution model, you suddenly see that, 
a lot more effort can be allocated to various different uh, platforms or sources like, like social media um, or email marketing. Good, interesting point to, um, well, to look at. And I find it absolutely fascinating coming into this company, knowing a little bit what they are, what they stand for, what they do, but only now looking into, into analytics at a far deeper level and seeing where you're, I mean, you're probably familiar with the 80-20 rule in marketing, mm -hmm. so that the 20% um, generate 80% of your profit or, your, um, or the other way around. You know, looking at your top 20%, where, where to put your effort to stimulate growth can sometimes show up very different results by diving a little bit deeper. I need to bring it to a close now, but uh, perhaps before we finish up, is there any other tips you can give people who are either looking to do um, the same in terms of what you, you know, moving to the similar sort of role as you becoming a, a product ambassador um, and or something to do with WordPress? The easiest answer is get involved in, in the community first, understand the different companies, who they are, meet with people, speak with two people mm. um, at meetups and WordCamps and find out where your interest lays and if you are you know very keen on a particular type of of theme or plugin or hosting company start a conversation i think what i found is quite often just by starting a conversation and saying hey i've got this idea do you think this is could this work they probably say ah oh, never thought of that but hang on let me find out let me figure it out if it can work and you can always get a yes or a maybe. And if you have a maybe, you know, you can, you can turn it into a yes. And it takes time. You know, don't, don't make this a career thing, uh, becoming a brand ambassador. But it's a good bit of added fun into your WordPress life. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's brilliant. Thank you. Really good to speak to you again, uh, Ronald. Um, where can we find you online? Where's the best place to uh, hit you up? Twitter is the uh, is probably the easiest one. Um, I, I definitely try to follow everybody that uh, is sort of WordPress related. LinkedIn, Facebook, um, yeah, anything. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all over the place. So you, you can you can just just Google my uh, my name and I'm sure something will pop up. Excellent. I'll make sure there's links in the show notes as well. People can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ben Kinnaird on Twitter, or you can search for me on LinkedIn. You'll find me that way too. Or you can email the show, hello at Rather Inventive, if you want to be a guest or you've got something to say, you've got a com comment uh, or question for one of the guests, do email that as well. You can find the show notes for this episode on our website. I'll just share the screen. That's ratherinventive.com slash podcast. And actually, if you go there, you can see the very latest episode and go through and subscribe to YouTube um, on Apple, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, sorry, TuneIn or, or whatever podcast player you use. Or you can go and see the entire archive going back almost three years now. Um, I've got a note here, 70 hours of expert opinion, speculation and observation. Certainly a lot of it. You can support the podcast by rating us on iTunes, just um, whatever um, podcast program you're in go and give us a rating that helps more people find out about the podcast or you can check out our sponsors do make sure you go and visit them uh, that supports the show but also lets the sponsors know that you're interested and finally if you're interested um, in building a sustainable approach to online marketing you can get in touch with me I'm just ben at ratherinventive.com thank you very much Ronald and thank you to everyone else for listening thank you <laughs>